got playoff football, obviously. We have um, other kind of big news. What was the big Bunch news? Bunch of new coaches. Brady lost. This is oh, yeah. Why is everybody freaking out about this Rooney rule? Like, you got to hire a black or you got to, like, interview well, a black. Well, it's not about. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of times. Someone explain this to me. The rule, it sounds like horse shit. The rule was implemented because a lot of uh, black coaches weren't getting any opportunity, any coaching opportunity. It was implemented by, the, I guess, uh, the Rooney family, which yeah. owned the Steelers. Which, uh, you know, ended up finding Mike Tomlin, ended up finding a lot of, you know, great coaches. And the idea was, okay, maybe you maybe you already have your guy in mind, but this guy could, could, could still come in and impress you. And then somebody else who interviewed him goes to another team and then remembers, oh, I interviewed... Mike Tomlin, he was great. Which has he, happened a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of times you you see these names. Just the fact that names are being thrown around around this time, it's it's a lot of times almost like a job interview where even if I don't get the Giants job or the Browns job, whatever, like, just being thrown in that name, like, if you go back Owners and get talk to each other, they're like, hey, this kid was really impressive. Exactly. We already wanted to go with him, but he was really good. You should check him out. Yeah. Okay, go on. But there were three black head coaches when it was implemented in 99 or whatever the fuck year it was, and there are still three black head coaches right now. And there is, I don't think it's racism or whatever, but it is crazy. Like Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. How many coaches are there in the, how many, how many teams are there? 32. So what is the black population in America? 11%. But what is there? But it's not just head coaching though. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But the, the, the black population in America is 11%. Yeah. And what is the population, uh, what is the percentage of head 10%. coaches? So it's on, it's, we're doing the right thing. But it's not just head coaching though. Like it's mean? about getting there's dozens of coaching jobs per team, right? So even if you're not a head coach, like getting coordinator job, getting a special teams job, wide receiver coach job, whatever the fuck it is, it's about getting black coaches and giving them opportunities that they most likely wouldn't have had if it wasn't for this rule. And you're right, there's there's still only three coaches, but there's a lot more black faces in. You know, but these people are basically staff. saying the Rooney rule isn't doing anything, right? If it hasn't actually changed the number of black head coaches, well, it and doesn't I, need to because they're the percentage of the league that they I should get. Be. If you're seventy percent of a league's players, but only ten percent of the huh. coaches, there's some. How many white people? What percentage of uh, white people are there in the in the country? Sixty. Seventy percent, let's yeah. say. Yeah. What percentage of white people play in the NBA? Twenty, ten, whatever. Less. Sure. Mm. Do we need the white person rule? No, but no, that's I mean, not, like I mean, can make an easier That's definitely case. not the way people look at it, though. I mean, the way they're looking at it is, you know, a lot of times you need to make sure that. Why does diversity only work one direction? It's it does, so weird. It, it's, not, it's not just I don't listen. I don't. Like, why? why I don't understand. Like, I don't I, think I, I'm the guy who champions diversity for the sake of diversity. That's not me. But I can understand how basketball and sports playing is so easily a meritocracy. Right. Like I have tryouts. All of you can come. Any white guy who's aging can get him in the door. Come in the door. And Adam, Adam Thielen, the receiver for the, the Vikings, he was a guy that nobody gave a fuck about. And he just proved himself and proved himself and proved himself. Good. Done. That's fine. Coaching is like there's only 32 opportunities. There are no auditions. There are no tryouts. You come to an interview. Yeah. And the one like the example I would use to say, oh, some is a little, not racist, but we could figure out something, is Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, who have a crazy offense. Andy Reid is the head coach, but he has given this guy the seal of approval. This guy's going to be a great fucking coach. And the people who are getting jobs over him, I'm just like, really? Yeah. Like, the Giants interviewed him, and uh, I guess the guy they hired was so the Joe Giants Judge. Interviewed him. Yeah, they interviewed him. Cowboys didn't. The Cowboys interviewed Marvin Lewis, who sucks dick. He's the worst. Marvin Lewis is a black guy. Bengals. Right? Yeah, to yeah, meet yeah. the Rooney rule. Right. And then their next interview, they hired that coach. 
Now, now, question. Let's go with the Giants. Mm-hmm. So the Giants interviewed Ben Ami, mm-hmm. and then they ended up hiring the wide receiver coach. Yeah. Well, technically, Patriots. he was a special teams coach. He was only the wide receiver coach this year. Well, that means he's he could the be wide good. receiver coach. He could end up being good. Special teams coach is better for a head yeah, coach. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the point I was trying to get they interact with at. everybody. But still, he was the wide receiver coach of, of... And special teams, both. Right, right, right. So how many rings have the Chiefs won in the last decade? Zero, but how at the many same rings time, have the Patriots won in the last? At the same decade? time, these guys have had head coaching experience. How many good coaches have come them. out from under Bill Belichick? Yeah, Bill Belichick is fourteen and thirteen against the people that he has had on his that he has had as on his roster, or past players, or but that isn't past, being. In other words, they know how to coach, and they know how to coach against Bill Belichick. And if Bill Belichick is the gold standard of coaching. And they're beating, and they are 50-50 against him. They must be doing something right. That's a stat that's not indicative of me being a good coach. Is oh, I'm pretty good against this one coach. None of these guys who happens to be the best. Sure, but I can good beat, against the best. If I beat, if I'm the 100th player in the world, but somehow I've beaten Roger Federer four out of seven times, did, that doesn't make me. I'm still the 100th best player in the world. Sure, but did Mike Vrabel? Did Mike Vrabel outcoach Belichick? He might be a good coach. He's but did the, he outcoach him in this last game? Yeah, but that again. You're taking a very small sample size, whereas for the most part, none of these coaches pan out. None of them last. Right. I can't even think of most of the names. Vrabel's the one where we're like, oh, maybe this guy will be good, and Patricia maybe will be good, but they were still the third worst team in the Flores, league. I guess Flores was a, was a coach for the Patriots. Flores could be good. The Dolphins were terrible, and they won more games than they had any business winning when they were allegedly supposed to be tanking. So like he's you know like people it's it's weird when people say like oh well you know uh, Belichick's disciples haven't really coached that well when Belichick is still winning titles so it's like just because you can't beat this guy in the big game doesn't mean like, no 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 they don't they don't like I can't think of Bill Belichick guys who make the playoffs consistently right like there's okay. no coach that came out from under Bill Belichick because the idea is this guy does everything right Andy Reid Mike McCarthy the Cowboys coach who I don't think is as good as everybody else but he gets a lot of respect mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's an Andy Reid guy mm-hmm. they have the coaching trees. Right, like I coached under this guy, and I got a Bill Parcells, amazing coaching tree. Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, whoever the fuck. Andy Reid, good coaching tree. Mm. Eric Bieniemy's under him. Bill Belichick's coaching tree, for the most part, as of now, hasn't panned out. Mm-hmm. The best we've done is Mike Vrabel so far. Mm-hmm. So just because he coached under Bill Belichick doesn't mean he's going to be a good coach. Like this guy who's the head coach of the Bengals, they went one and fifteen, and he was under McVay, and that's why he got the job. But like. That doesn't make you. A good that's coach. usually what happens, though. Like in, in most for most football teams, most football programs, if you're successful, everybody they want to pluck everybody from your staff. Like the same guy. What was the guy who coached? I, I'm the, saying uh, that makes sense. Who coached it makes the sense to me. You want someone from a winning pedigree, right? So, like, I just don't. I don't knock the Giants. No, I don't think people were knocking the Giants for hiring Joe Judge. I don't right. think they were at all. I just think the fact that they picked them so quickly. Without, I guess, doing due diligence and doing what the rooting rule was in, in, in nah, uh, the Giants did. I think the overall point is, aren't the Giants Roonies? No, that's They're the Maris. Steelers. That's the Mara family. Yeah, but the Mara and the Rooney family are related. They might be related. Are they? Yes. Oh shit! Well, I don't think the Giants did anything wrong. I think they they interviewed. Yeah, no, the I don't enemy. think they did anything wrong. I think wrong. the problem is like the bullshit interview, like the Cowboys. The rules kind of Marvin bullshit. Lewis is a bullshit interview just to meet yeah. the rule. Right. Like, at least take it seriously. Right. That's, I think, the point. I don't have a problem with the rule because I think it could be beneficial. But if you're going to be like, hey, just get a fucking black guy in here. Let's give him a bullshit interview. I mean, it makes way more sense if you if you get someone you are potentially interested in because it only helps your team. My biggest issue with the criticism of the Rooney rule is 
it assumes that people are more racist than they are um, curious, interested in, interested in winning. And if we know anything about the NFL, is they will look over, they will look past so many <coughs> character flaws for the sake of winning. You beat your wife, you kick her in a fucking hotel, you'll be on a team in fucking three months. Okay, if you shoot up a strip, I don't know, club, man. I mean, uh, that, that was definitely that was definitely the case nice. a couple of years ago. Like Tyreek Hill, he played this year or no? He did. Okay, but That's Antonio it. Brown didn't. He had a he had a tryout. He didn't play. Kaepernick Antonio play. Brown did play this year. He played one game, and then he played, and he had to work out with the Saints a couple he, weeks ago. And then he was an asshole. They had a. But that's my point, though. Not they won't overlook everything. But they I'm were saying. willing to overlook a rape mm-hmm. yeah, accusation. Yeah, I don't think that takes away from his point. Mm. His point is like. The NFL is much more of a meritocracy than people are, are realizing. I have this debate with Brian all the time right. yeah. where I think on some level, race could play into it in a way you don't realize. Race plays think, a part of everything. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It absolutely, and and racism think, is in everything and it plays a part in everything. I'm yeah. not discrediting that at all. What I'm saying is people's desire to win will overwhelm their feelings about the color of a coach's skin. If they truly believe that a coach can help them be victorious – they will overlook their own racism to hire him, just like they will overlook uh, a player's uh, abuse of his wife, so that they can get that Super Bowl. So I don't think it's intrinsically tied into to racism. And I think the Rooney Rule, what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to to check um, Im- uh, implicit bias, unconscious bias, or unconscious bias, right? Which are you might not think a black guy is going to be a good coach. But we're going to put him in front of you anyway, yes. and then he could potentially win you over. And then because you're mm. so obsessed with winning, you'll put aside your views of black guys as coaches mm. so that you can get that win. So that's why I like the Rooney rule. I like it, too. For yeah. that reason. Yeah, I, I like my the rule, is- too. Uh, my thing is, I don't know if uh, I think the rule is reactionary at first. I feel like if there wasn't something in place before, and, I, and I'm going to mess up details because I don't know the specifics of it, but there was something going on before the rule was implemented where motherfuckers wasn't getting calls at all, wasn't even wasn't even getting talked to right. as far as being head coaches. So I think it was they were overcompensating for all the shit that they missed out on. Almost well, that like, can't be the case because if the same amount of coaches existed back then than and they exist now then well, the same course, amount of calls but, must have been going out well of course but i'm saying like it's it's the same way in in the when, when kaepernick first started kneeling down right right and they felt like well we have these demands and some of the demands are like well we want money donated to this this that and the third looking with no bias specs on everything the nfl has put in more you know programs to benefit inner city you know relations and and, and race relations since kaepernick was kneeling right now, because I don't know the specific details of what led to the Rooney Rule, I can only assume that also happened when it came to black head coaches and right. black and people in uh, coaching positions. My only issue is just do it better. And may, there's there's a story out there that the Cowboys actually wanted to hire Marvin Lewis, and maybe they're just that fucking stupid uh-huh. that you want a guy who didn't win a playoff game in nine years. <laughs> but like Eric Bieniemy, the offense is creative. The mm. head coach, who everybody says is brilliant, says this is a fucking guy. Yeah. He's going to be great. He's had coaches underneath him that have done very well. Just interview that guy. Yeah. Like, if you're going to give Marvin Lewis an interview, the Giants also, I think they interviewed the enemy too, but their mm. first interview was the Cowboys defensive backs coach, Chris okay. Richard, who's a black guy. Yeah. The secondary sucked a dick all year. Yeah. Don't give that guy a look just because yeah. of a Rooney rule. That's actually like more racist to me to give a shitty black guy an interview right. just to check a box right. than it is to say, oh, here's a qualified black guy. We should give him a serious look. I yeah. agree. Because McCarthy agree. apparently, for the Cowboys coach, apparently fucking destroyed his interview. Mm. Was incredible, apparently. Still, 
give this other guy who is got all checks, all the boxes, give him the chance. And to be fair, I think you're you're right in the sense that people may have overreacted in the first couple of weeks because the hot that's the what hot, they do. Yeah, the hot coordinator is 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 Robert Sala or whatever, the, the, the yeah. defensive coordinator yeah. for the 49ers. And clearly they're still playing. So they're not like, going to give permission for you to talk to a guy. No, nah, you should get permission. I mean, I'm but I'm I'm so I'm certain like certain teams didn't want to give permission so far. I don't think he got called either. That's another one. Because I remember when the Cowboys were actually good, which is 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah. North Turner, all these defensive co- I didn't know how any of it worked. I'm just watching football at the time. Mm. But I remember the Cowboys were going to the Super Bowl and on the way, the defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator got head coaching mm, interviews. Mm. So it's like, oh, wow, I guess that's a thing that can happen. And then that was like an adult lesson for me as a kid. Right. Oh, you're always allowed to go get a better job right. if your employer gives a fuck about right, you. Right. So I think the fact that he didn't get calls, I don't know if he'll be good, but you got to see what the fuck. I mean, the Niners defense. Yeah, the Niners defense are I don't know how much credit you want to give him, but you can give him yeah. a call, right. especially if there's a rule in place for this. I don't have a problem with a rule. I think James Harrison went on and started this with like, it was Stephen A. Fine. It was Stephen A. He went <laughs> yeah, for it. And then he went for it right after, what is it, Rivera? What's his name? Ron Rivera is Joe black. Joe Judge. Yo, so it was right after Joe Judge. No, no, but Ron Rivera got the head coaching job with the Redskins. Yeah. yeah. Is he black? Yeah. No. I think he's half black or something. He's Cuban or some shit. He's like he's, Latino. He's a man of color. Whatever. Whatever. He's a man of, so it's, it's, not like, it's not like men of color aren't getting... This is why this is where I call the bullshit on the diversity thing, right? Diversity is like a... Uh, is it and, and and don't get me wrong, I actually agree with the strategy. The game of life is acquire resources. That's the game of life. And you require them at all costs, right? We found a cool term where black people and other minorities who haven't been in this situation where they could acquire resources have found a way to leverage the thing that held them down and actually use it in a way to acquire resources, right? Like you must be diverse because diversity is good. Now, as far as I'm concerned, it's actually impressive, impressive to flip leverage like that. It's amazing. It's a brilliant tool. And and if I and and I would say to all my black friends or any minority friends, use it so you can acquire resources. Mm. Get it. The game is acquire resources. Mm. And when you have the resources, the game is keep them, and when you don't have them, the game is get them. That's mm. just how the shit goes, right? So it's why Republicans that are rich want to keep their money and Democrats that are poor want to get their money, get mm. money, right? Right. It's just, we yeah. should have more taxes okay. so we can get some money. Okay. So I think it's a great go for it. It's a good strategy. You have one life. Try to get it. But when we go, oh, diversity is important and representation is important. The reason I can't take it seriously is because I know it's fucking bullshit. You know what you're doing. I know. It, I know. I see through it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, like any, all like the, the black athletes are like, we need representation. They're never saying we need Indians. Mm. They're never saying we need Asians. Like, you know, Tyler Perry's like... Some do, but that it, does, it never side, goes side, to the side, front. Side. front. No, I've never had a black person right. legitimately give a fuck about anything about Indians and then, or whatever. And, then, and mm. then they'll go, well, we need to work on us first before we do it. And then, so you just go, wait so it's okay to just care about your race? Well, My people back they... home, poor as fuck. What as I'm, fuck. What, what I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this. I'm saying, use it, but you're not fooling me. And I think a lot of people are drinking the Kool-Aid and they actually believe it because they're not really thinking about the game and what's going on. I just see the game. So I'm like, use it. Play the game. Get your money, bro. Mm. Get your fucking money any way you can. Mm. Never once in my life have I ever thought about diversity. Will you look at this room? Mm. Look at this room. Never once in my life have I hired anybody for diversity. Mm. Never once have I had a friend for diversity. We got a Mexican doing the fucking... Is Ecuador... What year? 
Nicaraguan. We are Nicaraguan, right? But think about what we have. Go- it's not like we have the white guy doing the tech shit like right. the Joe Budden podcast. Right. You know what I mean? We got a Nicaraguan doing the we tech were, shit. We never try to check boxes. A black no. would do it. Te- an Indian. A but black- it's not. It's not fair to, to assume that's what they do too either. What? Do you, what? It's not fair to assume like, oh, we only got the white guy to do the tech for our podcast because. He's the white guy. No, like, it's fair to assume a lot of people do it. We don't need to name specific no, all names the time. or whatever. We know all the time people or, who got the white people in the back end doing all this shit. And actually, sometimes it's a corporate mandate to have minority hires. Right. And we as minorities love it because what it gives us What an amazing jobs. leverage point. Like how you flip the exact thing that held you down and make it bring you up. Mm. Like that's a genius move. The thing move. is you're a critical thinker. You're a critical thinker and you understand why people would do that. That makes sense. I, I just, a lot I of, a lot I of motherfuckers like don't do that for that reason though. Wait, wait, say it again. A lot of people don't do that for that reason. What do you, like what do you think? People, so when you're talking about, okay, well, uh, I'm going to use the fact that I'm black. I'll just use me as an example. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use the fact that I'm black to get a lot of corporate opportunities with people because I know they need people of color. Right. I'm not doing that because like, I don't ever feel like I deserve an opportunity over somebody who's been doing this for But you're not going to turn it down. Years. I mean, but I'm not going to turn it down. But at the same time... <laughs> At the same time, I do this shit because I want to do it. I'm not using my diversity as leverage. You not, but you won't turn turn it down. So, for example, if ESPN goes, hey, man, we would love to hire you, and then you found out through the grapevine, it's like they want to increase the diversity that they have over at ESPN. ESPN does a good job of diversity, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but the, and you heard that's what, that was the impetus mm-hmm. of looking for you. You were Rooney mm-hmm. ruled into the ESPN Right? You're right. You wouldn't say no. But here's my thing. <clears throat> a lot of times for those companies, they know it benefits them long term as well. It Why? benefits themselves long term as well. Why is it benefit? Because them? they need diversity also. Why? Because they want to get more people. They want to acquire assets, just like you said. But and if you're only could if you're only uh, diversity uh, doesn't mean that more people are gonna watch. Like nobody watches the show. Of course it does. Nobody watches Jamel and what's the girl, the other dude. Andrew, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. If we're doing a show and as cultured as you are, mm-hmm. you're talking about Indian shit. And if you don't have an Indian guy to check you about certain shit, it wouldn't be as successful. Son. If we had a black guy, if you're talking son, about black podcast bullshit, in the world is Joe Rogan and a white assistant. But that's because Joe Rogan has. And a lot of white It's a yes. great son. fucking show. And whenever I'm talking, he's done a lot of great whenever shit. Whenever I'm talking to people in the crowd, Akash mm-hmm. ain't there to co-sign it. Oh, no, I'm not I'm saying talking, he needs, I'm not saying he needs I'm to co-sign to, it. I'm talking to people right in the crowd and then they're doing it. It's different when they know that you're authentic. There's a different thing when people know that you're coming from the right place, mm-hmm. right? So it's like I can talk to people truthfully. Even this conversation, yeah. most people couldn't. Most white people couldn't say things I'm saying of right now. Not. But they understand. This is the Chappelle show I wanted to talk about. Yeah, but we'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. we'll get to it. But it's like most of because they they don't trust that that person is speaking to them honestly. Mm-hmm. If you want someone to speak to you honestly, you have to accept honesty. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I know a lot of white people when they speak to minorities, they're speaking to them in a way that they feel will make them comfortable. Mm-hmm. When you get to know me, you start to realize, oh, he's treating me just like another person. Yeah. He's not speaking me through a black filter or an Indian filter or a Nicaraguan filter or a Puerto Rican black filter. You're- right? But it takes second to get there. Mm. I bet there are people listening to this podcast right now when they first heard me, maybe on Brilliant Idiots, they're like, I don't like this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And that the like, time. oh, wait a minute. He's actually talking to me regular. Yeah. You know, so I'm not saying that it, it I'm not saying that uh, this thing is 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 easy to get to. But when it when you get to actually get truth from somebody, you really trust it and you believe it because the truth is rare. Mm-hmm. You know, all I'm saying is when it comes to the diversity thing, 
Milk it. Use it. Use it to get to the top. Use it to get some fucking stake in this world. Use it to get your fucking resources and then pull up anybody you want to pull up from the ground mm-hmm. up. For me, the people I pulled up, it's never been it's never been about your race. It's always been about your skill, mm-hmm. right? But I'm in the position to do that because I've had stuff. Right. But if you have nothing, if it's diversity that helps you get you up, do then great. If it's, if it's not diversity, if it's just... I don't know, building your own Black Wall Street, whatever, use that. Whatever it is, the game is get the resources yeah. and, and then help those people you believe in. Our issue with the flipping the leverage is we just see through it. I just see right. through it. And right. I'm not saying yeah. and there's times where I argue that I think race is a factor. And I think in head coaching, race might be a factor. Sure. Big factor. But yeah. like James Harrison was the one I saw talking about it. And mm-hmm. I like James Harrison. But he's picking on Matt Rule, who's the Carolina Panthers' new head coach. Got mm-hmm. a huge contract. And he goes at his overall record. His overall record as a coach is 95 and 85 or whatever. What it was he, uh, first three years in Baylor, it was 18 and 20. What he neglects to leave out, what he, what he, he neglects to mention. I thought Matt Rule, I think he's going to be great. I might be wrong. I think uh-huh. he's going to be fucking That's great. who you wanted. That's who I wanted for the Cowboys. Yeah. Right. And this is why I particularly noticed it. He took over Baylor after the head coach of Baylor just let like five people rape women and then covered it up. Mm-hmm. That program was toxic. Nobody wanted to go there. And even if they were, if they had a name, they're not getting any 5A athletes. Mm-hmm. So his first year, he went 1-11. Yeah. Everybody left. Second year, he went 6-10. and third, in, third year, this small-ass school that gets no 5A recruits went 12-2. and two, yeah. Lost to Oklahoma twice by one score. Mm. That's fucking impressive. Yeah. But if you want to manipulate things and make it a racial issue, you can say his overall record is barely above average. Right, right, and you right. took out all context just so people can... Who are easy, more easily manipulated to be like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. And and that's the problem sometimes with a narrative is that when people don't see it as marketing and they drink the Kool-Aid, they'll start justifying it any way they can. Like you look at these stupid ass blogs like Jezebel and shit. Mm. The editor of the blog just goes into the office and goes, Ryan Phillippe's sexist. Prove it. Yeah. Right. They start with. This is how fucked up it is. And if you want to go into any situation, you want to go, this is racism. Prove it. You will find it because there is racism or race at at bare minimum. In race everything. In every everything. single thing in our lives. Right. It is. And it's actually natural to our brains. Yeah. We filter the world have like to. that. You have, have to. You have to. For survival. So, especially in the So country. when we say it's not race, it doesn't mean that race doesn't play a part because it is. What we're saying is at how many parts race is it versus how many parts situation how many parts wins you know what i'm saying like mm. if, if this cocktail how much of it is is racism and I, we think that i think that james harrison i think you think obviously james harrison is overestimating the amount of parts in the cocktail yeah. mm. that are just raw racism from the carolina panthers who just had a black head coach like yeah. or a, a head coach of color yeah who stayed for nine panthers? years rivera who stayed for nine yeah. years mm. and made the playoffs in three of them. Mm. That's not a good percentage. Mm. They got a black quarterback that they gave every chance to, who I love. They're still, they still might give him another chance. Yeah, I think he's going to start when they, when, they, when they come back. But I, 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 here's the thing. I'm, I'm glad we're having this black conversation. Sorry, real quick. Black quarterback, they took number one overall. Right. They had the number one well, overall Well, the motherfucker pick. was undeniable coming out of college. Son, and this, is, this is after, this they, is after Juco. This is after like the, 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 the arrest shit. They denied Lamar Jackson. You're right. And Cam Newton had more character flags than Lamar Jackson. You're had. right, but Cam won a national title and a Heisman. 
Sure. And nobody's a bigger fan than Cam Newton, or at least was. I mean, he's kind of you know has. I'm worried about. I mean, we'll see if he's. We'll see if, we'll see if he's. Healthy, I was his number one co-signer. Nobody's been a bigger fan but, than us on this show. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. They yeah. could have easily not taken him right. number one. But you do remember there was a time where the same way some people, I'm not saying all people, and the reason why the Rooney Rule was put in, the same way people looked at head coaches were the same way people looked at black yeah. quarterbacks for a while. Oh, they were just I, like, you know, they just don't have the mental capacity, and yada, yada, yada. And, and you're, you're a critical thinker, so you don't think like that. You, right. I understand where you're coming from. Does it mean you are the way, if you thought, if everybody thought like you, you wouldn't be unique. And right. you're extremely unique. Right, right, 100%. Everybody else that looks at this rule and and sees it and tries to use it to, to either uh, defend why they don't pick a certain uh, <laughs> culture of color, doesn't think the way you think. Doesn't think the way you think. Yeah. A lot of times, the same way they looked at quarterbacks is the same way they look at some coaches, you know? But at the end of the day, I, I, like I was saying before, I'm really glad we're having this conversation because I watched the Chappelle, uh, yes, Mark yes, Twain Beautiful. Yes. Did you see yeah. his speech? Award. I didn't see his, but Neil's was really funny. I need Neil's to watch Neil's. You should watch Chappelle's. Right. Chappelle's is like beautiful. Is it? Chappelle's is beautiful. How long uh, is he it? Defends should we watch it? It's six minutes. We yeah. can't watch it here. I don't think it'd be too long to watch now here. It's PBS. It's, it's, it's public... Broadcasting, no? no, no, meaning like <laughs> would it, oh, would right, it bore right, right. the people? Oh, gotcha. But he said something Our so poignant, saying that we're more interesting than Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, they found us more on. interesting than Eddie Murphy. Hey, I'm saying it. <laughs> that I'm is true. <laughs> we tried to not to listen to. I just didn't want another Eddie Murphy moment. But if you want to take a baby bladder break and watch, I'm with it. Go for it. But but he said something that was so poignant, and why I think this show is so important is uh, he was talking about how he knows. Like the reason why stand up is such an American form of art, like it's so, it's so important. The most American. It's, form it's of probably art. one of the most American form of art because you have to tell the truth. If you're good at it, if you do it right, you have to tell the truth. And people that try to stop that, like I said, taking away any other agenda that you have, you're stopping truth tellers. Period. That's what you're doing. Chappelle said, he says something about having conversations with racist comics all the time. And he's saying something, and he's like, yeah, he's killing in there. He's like, nah, that nigga means that shit. Like, he yeah, really yeah, is yeah, fucking yeah. racist. But he You'll says. see the comic on stage, Nick DiPaolo, and he'll be like, oh, he means that shit. Yeah. And then he's the, he's he the thing. He's Nick DiPaolo. No. <laughs> I, I mean, did. that's who it is. That's who it is. <laughs> Probably. But he'll see us as in, like, you know, the general public argue. Yeah. And we just watch. Y'all just watch as comics. Whereas comics have this thing where they can actually talk and actually hear people. And because yeah. they're such, they respect the art of stand-up comedy so much, they can respect the way that you dress up your racism that is digestible for people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's, and he said this before where he feels like he's more comic than than black man sometimes yeah. because when Kramer was screaming N-word, N-word, he was like, damn, set. Kramer, it's a tough set. Hang yeah. in there, yeah. buddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... I thought I thought it was really dope because like I'm not a stand-up comic, but I feel like I'm in the world of stand-up comics. Right. And I could yeah. totally understand why I can look up to a guy like Dave Chappelle and idolize him, even though I've never done a set in my life, just because the way he fights for truth and comedy and the way people are just just he's just a great thinker. And I think you said this before, yeah. where he's just one of the not even just one of the great stand-up comedy comedians of all time, just great speakers. He's a, he's one of the thinkers. greatest public speakers ever. And Watch his speech if you get a chance. It's, it's like uh, he defends comedy, speaks on behalf of comedy. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's like needed. Yeah. It's essentially what we're doing is just he's doing it on like the Ricky Gervais thing. Right guy, right Messenger platform. Messenger message platform. Yeah. Right. It's and really he, what it comes down it's to. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. And I've even thinking as Kaz was talking, 
the reason I think we don't like a lot of the social justice comics is not because of what they believe. It's because I feel like they're disrespecting comedy. Mm. You are not using this to tell your truth. You are using this as propaganda. Mm. You are not using this to get laughs. You are using this to get claps, claps for your message. This isn't a place for your message. This is a place to respect comedy and be funny. You got a message Yo. I don't agree with, but it's funny? Yeah. Bruh. Yeah. Here, two things with that. So you said you're using stand-up comedy yeah. to get across your message. Yeah. Right? They're fraudulent in two ways. Because if you really wanted to help a cause, would you go on stage in the back of a bar with people watching <laughs> the playoffs in the front and talking? And then pontificate about the environment, whatever the fuck you're talking it's about. True. No, you wouldn't. So not only are you using stand-up comedy to to what push the agenda of this this cause that you truly don't care about, because if you did, you'd be on the on the field actually trying to help out. Yeah, you're using the cause. Yeah, very as true. well. Mm. So what really comes what it really comes down to is you're empty, like most of us, mm -hmm. and you need to get filled. But you're not willing to work as hard. So you're going to the lowest common denominator to get it's hack. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. the reason why we hate a hack joke because it's easy. It is easy to go up there and say something that everybody in the audience is supposed to agree with in public and then just get claps right. for it. Right. It is hack. And you are hacking your way to fill that void that we all have. And that's what we hate because we have that void too. Yeah. But we're going through a grueling fucking process mm -hmm. of trying to tell truth and getting lashings and beatings on the fucking way. So when we see someone taking the easy route, we're like, fuck you, bro. You just yeah. ran off the side of the rainbow trail in Mario Kart? <laughs> fuck you, son. It's, it's corny, Go the whole way. It's yeah. corny to say, but we love this fucking, we love this. This More is anything. our art. Yeah. This is a, it's re anything. I'm religious. And I'll this is religion it. for me. Yep. Yeah, Comedy is like. just as much religion as Hinduism. So when I see you putting your propaganda above stand-up. You're ISIS. You are not using stand-up. Yeah, <laughs> yo, ISIS. real shit. You You're are taking you this are beautiful faith of mine our beautiful and perverting thing. it for your own personal per gain. That's right. I'll defend Your comedy ISIS. Chappelle yeah. said that shit, and I agree with That's it 1,000%. Yeah. Like, I'll defend that we shit. We just said it way better than Chappelle. To the day. <laughs> I'll defend it to the day I die, bro. Like, I, I may not agree with you. You said it before. I may not agree with what you say, but I'll defend your right to say it to the death of me. Yo, what's up? This is Akash. That was a preview of our Patreon episode. If you want the full thing, go to www.patreon.com slash flagrant2. Join the illest community on Earth. Unless you're a social justice warrior, then you're just going to ruin the fun.